What is up everybody? Welcome to Behind the Scenes with, with your host, Vinani Mazanzali. This is the podcast where we go behind the scenes with some of your favourites to find out a bit about what goes on in their lives, both in and out of the industry. We've got actors, singers, comedians, dancers, we have got the lot. We have some amazing deep conversations, we share secrets, but there's always plenty of laughs and we're all about the good vibes. If you do enjoy listening, please make sure to give us a like, subscribe, follow, leave us a review, all of that stuff. You already know what to do. It's much, much appreciated. Now, with all that being said, the curtains are drawn, the cameras are cut, and it's time to go behind the scenes. Today we chat to West End superstar Ashley Luke Lloyd. This guy has been in more shows than you can count on your hands. Original West End casts multiple times, he's done world tours and also worked on various different projects on screen too. But beyond all that, he is genuinely one of the most beautiful, kind-hearted souls I've ever, ever had the pleasure of getting to know. He booked his first professional job at just nine years old and he has so much to share about his experiences in and out of the industry and somehow we even get on to reminiscing Ibiza Sunsets, which is one of Ashley's favourite places. Um, So apologies if you're listening from the UK and you are missing those warm climates, but I guarantee this will fill your day with a little bit of sunshine. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, hello, Ashley Luke Lloyd. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Banani. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. You are so welcome. How are you? How have you been? I'm good. Yeah, it's been like a little bit crazy actually the past few weeks. Um, it's just gone from like zero to a hundred and like a rocket. And I'm just so glad that theatre and the entertainment world is finally opening back up again. Whoop! I know, I know, right? It has, hasn't it? My, do you know what? Since um, like the first lockdown, I just stopped using diary because obviously there was just nothing to even pencil in and I still haven't got my diary back out or got a new diary and I've got all these things going on in my head and I'm so scared that one day I'm going to wake up and miss something because now there's actually things going on. I'm like, oh my God, I actually need to kind of get back to life That's now. it as well. And like in the lockdown, like it, the Monday, the Tuesday, the Saturday, the Sunday, they were all just the same day, weren't they? So yeah. like you did have a diary. It didn't really matter, but no. I'm like old school I love um I love a paper diary so like lots of people use like the calendars on their phone but I have to have like a paper one so I know like Monday me I've too. Got yeah, yeah oh, me really? too yeah 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 I love it I have to write everything down and then I can just see it see the week there yeah me too um but yes so you've been back on stage we were just chatting before I came to see your most recent production on Sunday um yeah. which was amazing I thoroughly enjoyed it so tell everybody a little bit about that yeah so we so it was actually last year when we were in the tier systems we um i spoke to a couple of my actor friends and i was like we need to do something we need to play like it's just too much like the zoom life is great and we all got through it doing all the teaching which you know the children that i was teaching like they really did inspire me to you know when they finished their schoolwork, they just wanted to dance and sing even if they were in their kitchens 
um, or their garages or wherever. So that got us through, but I was like, come on now, the law says we're allowed to get back out there. And so I just, I just watched Alice in Wonderland, like the cartoon, the Johnny Depp version, Tim Burton rather. And I was just like, I love this story. Um, and so I've got a really nice relationship with this amazing, um, incredible theater space in West London. It's actually a bar and a pub. They got nominated actually the number one in the UK for their beer garden. Cause like it's nice. so extra. They've got like all these like carnival booths and they've got like a massive fire pit. Um, oh, and I spoke to, oh yeah, oh, you have to go. It's incredible. And so basically they, they were like, oh, okay. We've got this outdoor space. We've hired this marquee. We've got the big top theater, which is like, um, it replicates like a big circus, big top inside. Mm -hmm. They do lots of circus inspired shows. And so it lends itself to that kind of wonderland. So yeah, so basically I rewrote Alice in Wonderland to kind of like a, a modern 2020, 2021 vibe. So instead of Alice drinking tea and eating her greens, she'd have like an occasional happy meal and an Oreo milkshake. Yes, uh, loved that. Yeah, and but I think I think the main message was because we were all in this crazy time, is Alice in Wonderland. It's got so many different personalities, and everybody is so different, but they all accept each other. And so that's what I wanted to really kind of play um, on that moral for the kids. You know, the kids that have been sat in lockdown having to do their schoolwork inside is, you know, we're all different, and you know, shapes, sizes, colors personalities and I think that's what Alice is it's very much like just appreciating each other and so yeah so we were lucky enough that the law allowed us to have a week's run and then obviously coming out of lockdown this end we wanted to just play again so we've been on a UK tour. Amazing yeah so you obviously like I said I came to see it and that was portrayed so well just down to who played which character and yeah the message came across but it was also light-hearted and fun and just an enjoyable watch as well it really it was it was amazing love that and just the feeling like how did it feel to be back in front of an audience like the first the very first show so was the first leg of the tour in London yeah we did it in West London for the first time which was which was great yeah I think the the feeling of obviously it's a children's show and to see the kids' eyes, like they're not on their iPads, they're not on their Nintendo DSs, they're in an, a live space. And just to see their reactions, it just was like quite mind blowing really. Um, and the adults as well, like the adults like, yes, 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 it's a children's show, but you could see them kind of being immersed in the space. So I think that was the biggest thing is just seeing a reaction, like an applause, a laughter when they're scared. Like it was just nice to have that ping pong from the stage to the audience. Yeah, for sure. And for a lot of them, being so young, I bet that was maybe their first time watching something live. Um, because obviously, with however long we've been in lockdown for, and if they'd not had a chance to go to the theatre before that, it was probably like a whole new experience for them for the first time ever. Yeah, I mean, a couple of my friends have got children and they brought, um, there was one lady that brought her daughter on the weekend and she said that she thoroughly enjoyed it after the show but it wasn't until the morning after when she'd slept on it and apparently she'd had some dreams and she woke up and that's all she could talk about was you know the show and 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 how she wanted to see the film after seeing the play and that's that's just great isn't it you know like to just have that impression yeah, and yeah maybe even maybe it was her first time in a theater which I mean I remember my first few times at the theater so like yeah it's, it's impressionable 
Yeah, so nice and so special. So let's actually talk a little bit about when you were younger and how how did it all come about? Obviously, because you've been in the game for so long, you worked as a child, right? Um, So tell us a bit about your journey from the beginning till now and how it came about and what how you started. So funny, like, so the honest truth of it all is, and I always get told off by my brother, because my brother's a paratrooper in the army. So he jumps out of airplanes for a living and does like, you know, all the training and the exercises. And he's, you know, I'm so proud of him, but it's so different. from Very different. So when they were really young, him and my cousins, my mum and dad used to take them to a ballroom class in Fleetwood. Okay. Yeah. And I used to go and watch. And then when I got, I think I was a little bit like maybe four years old, five years old, sometimes I'd try and get up and do some shapes. And it was quite aware to my parents that that was something that I was quite interested in. Yeah. Um, And anyway, because Fleetwood, my parents have a hotel in the centre of Blackpool. So literally opposite the big wheel. Yes. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious that I was born smack bang in the center of the craziness of Blackpool. <laughs> that is so funny. And I know. And um, they still have the hotel now. So basically they couldn't take Richard and my cousins to the ballroom class because it was in Fleetwood. It took 45 minutes to get there, the whole thing. Um, and my energy as like a seven, eight year old was just so huge. Yeah. And my mom and dad like had 30 bedrooms to change and with this kid running around on the weekend, they were like, we need to do something about this. this (laughs) Like cartwheeling in front of the guests and putting little mini shows on after breakfast. They were like, right, this needs to like calm down. That's (laughs) so so funny. I know. And they found this gym around the corner. um, And it was, it was just in a small dance studio next to the gym. Mm -hmm. um, And my mum took me over there and said, look, can we leave him here for the morning and the afternoon to do the dance classes and stuff just to kind of burst some energy out? Yeah. And the lady that ran the gym was called Tracy Bell. (laughs) Well, it wasn't the gym, it was the school inside. And obviously you and me know Tracy Bell very well. We do. Um, She's um, our manager and Mm -hmm. yeah. And so basically she started screen management and screen theater school. I think maybe like not even a year before I went to this gym. Okay. Where the school was. And so, yeah, she just kind of, she saw me and she was like, right, I think, I think we've got something here. And I was just like, give me a script, give me a bit of choreography. I just wanted to do it all at that Anything, age. yeah. Yeah, and that's what I love about, you know, teaching children and, and choreographing kids shows is that, and, and it's obviously like we do it because we love it. And, you know, there is times in, in the musical theatre world where we are dark and we have to sit at home waiting for that audition. But when you're a kid, you're not in it for anything other than the pure joy of yeah. theatre. And so, like, I think Tracy, who is the owner of the theatre school and our manager, she she was like, okay, let's let's see if we can get him a couple of auditions. So that's when she sent me over to see Bill Kenwright and Angela Webber when I was eight. Just and... a little, just a little, little audition <laughs> for your first time. No first, biggie. Well, well, actually, I did, I did do a Kinder Egg advert with Steps, which was like crazy when okay. I was. Okay. That was like my first thing, but wasn't theatre. And um, yeah, I remember I only had a couple of lines in the advert, but like working with steps when you're a, a, a little kid is just like. So yeah, so I went over and I actually did a really bad audition. And um, I messed up my lines, messed up the choreography, and I didn't get through. Okay. But then 
a couple of weeks later, Tracy rang and said, they put the brief back out. Do you want to go back up for it? Okay. And so I went back up and this time I really focused in and, you know, it's, it you know, auditions are just scary anyway, mm-hmm. even now. So like as a kid, it was probably just that first initial musical theatre audition was probably a bit too much. But yeah. yeah, I went in and they liked me and offered me the contract. So that was my first ever gig. Um, and we toured around the UK for four years. Yeah. And that was Billy Elliot, right? No, that was Whistle Down the Wind. Oh, before- okay. Oh, yeah. So okay. it was before- I actually was, um, I was actually the last kid to do eight shows a week when I was in Whistle Down the Wind that we didn't have, at the, the when I first joined, there was two of us. And then, yes, I, I did every show. So wow. it was very much like they used to have to really look after my, like making sure I eat my vegetables and all those kind of things. Cause I didn't have a break. Yeah, sleep now. and school, studying. Three hours a day, I had to get up in the morning and do that. I used to try and, cause we were allowed to like swim and, and like go jogging and go do like, kind of like PE activities. Mm. So like I used to try and get away with doing as much as that as possible. So I didn't have yeah. to. Um, so yeah so that's where it started and then um a lady called Jessica Ronane who is a a massive casting director uh she came to see Whistle Down the Wind and invited me to the Billy Elliot audition and that's where that journey started and where it really kind of started to pop off really then uh for me which is like yeah it's just something that I'll never forget amazing and then would you say obviously because you've carried on but for a lot of kids whatever you go on to do at that age you're not really thinking about what you're going to do as a job as a career are you so but like when did you have a moment where you were like okay I want to do this I want to carry on doing this forever or was that was it then still even though you were doing these big professional shows was it still just fun to you and you like you didn't really think about it Oh, it's such a good question, Vanani. Like, it's it's a crazy one because I don't think, I mean, I'm very, very lucky that I've been able to work and I'm very lucky that I teach as well because when I'm not doing theatre and and class, uh, sorry, theatre and, and TV, yeah. I can then teach at dance studios and it's still yes. part of the same bubble. Um, I don't like saying the word bubble because it just reminds me of COVID, but the same <laughs> world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... Do you know, I don't, I, I don't ever think there's been a time in my life from being eight years old where I've actually thought about doing anything else. Yeah. I just, I just loved it and I love creating. And there's one thing that I, I always say is, um, <laughs> I always think in the UK, it's people find it really hard that you're allowed more than one hat. Like in America, you know, Todrick Hall. Yes, love Todrick. Like, he's so inspiring, but like, he's a perfect example because... In the UK, I feel like if you write and you direct and you choreograph and you act and you sing and you teach, I feel like people get confused why you do all the different things. A hundred percent. in America, like you're allowed to just like be like, okay, today I'm gonna, I'm gonna write a horror film and tomorrow I'm gonna perform in a children's show. Do you yeah. know, those kind of things. And I, and I think that's, that's something that, why I've not really thought about doing anything else in my life is that I think there's the theatre and entertainment industry it's so vast and yeah so many different strings that you can play so yeah so I no I don't I don't ever think I've thought about doing anything else I mean I'd like to run a 
I'd like to run a beach bar by a beach at some point in my life, but I think that would be Do you know on. what, though? Like, that's the amazing thing is you could do that as well. Who's to say that you can't do that and then still yeah. go and do a show at night or still be on set the week after that? Like, I mean, if I owned a beach the bar, limit. it would be entertainment in the evening and I'd probably choreograph <laughs> it. <laughs> exactly. Right, that leads perfectly onto my next question, which is an interesting one. So, like you say, we not everybody I suppose but I'm the same as you we kind of have um, a few titles we act we sing we dance you create things you write you choreograph you teach right so if you this afternoon went to the food shop and you got chatting to someone in the supermarket and just small chit chat and they were like oh what do you do what would you say what do you say to someone when they ask what you do it's hard isn't it so I think it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. If I'm kind of chill and whatever, I just be like, oh, I do theatre and lots of different aspects of theatre. Mm. Um, and then if I'm feeling a bit hyper, I probably do. I probably say something like, yeah, I do showbiz, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's just, yeah. I'm, it, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because like, pe- some people get it, some people realise and, and kind of, notice that this isn't just a hobby for us all this is you know this is our lives this is what we do for a living this yeah. is how we pay the bills but some people think that it's still just playing at it and that's yeah. that can like you know it's not a negative thing but you know if, if somebody's you know devoted their complete lives to something academic and they don't go to the theatre and they don't watch a lot of television they won't realize you know how powerful the entertainment and the arts is to people and that we need it and 100%. That's, what, that's what's quite been been quite difficult for this whole you know pandemic and i don't want to go into it because i you know i want to keep it nice and light but like there has been quite a, a lot of people that haven't quite realized that during this pandemic without music without film without tv what would we have done like, what would we have done without netflix without prime yeah. disney plus everything yeah. there's been reruns on youtube there's been the shows from the west end streamed like that's yeah. all i've done that's all i did yeah. the whole lockdown yeah. is watch it all so it's so true yeah, yeah. and depending on like books as well like reading books has been like a huge thing for a lot of people and writing like creative right all those things are all aspects of the entertainment world and I think, 100%. I think that's, that's something that should be totally noticed yeah and it's hard isn't it to let it not get to your ego it the whole you know we went through all of that well maybe we should retrain and it's hard isn't it to not let it get to you when people just don't get it that's um, it and you know what like it's it's also been absolutely incredible to see so many of the West End performers and, and dancers you know working at Sainsbury's working at Tesco delivering your deliveries like it's so inspiring and also with a song and a dance as well you know like the amount of times yeah. I've gone on my social media and seen like West End Wendy's doing step kick step kick down aisle seven of Tesco it's just brilliant yeah in good spirits like it's but that's just what it's all about isn't it um yeah. so now you obviously yeah you've continued on this has become your career and your life and it does pay the bills and it is it kind of well you've always taken it seriously but do you see it differently at all than you did when you were younger when you were on those shows when you were a child like I was saying before obviously you don't always know that it's going to be a career or even if you do I was the same like I've never wanted to do anything else but until I like graduated drama school or whatever didn't really realize that 
the lengths that you do have to go to and that it, it is that is what pays the bills like do you see it differently now do you see it as a job or or do you still is it still just so much fun and I don't think I would ever see it as a job because yeah. like I think when when that happens it becomes a different thing and I really do think you should work really hard in whatever field you're in but also in have an element of enjoyment yeah um, and yeah so I mean I can totally put my hands up and say like performing is not an easy ride those rehearsal hours even when we was doing dream girls like working with Casey and John and all the guys like we could have been in the studio for like 12 hours and mm -hmm. like your knees could be grazed you'd be sweating for hours upon hours like it's not an easy ride but um yeah I think you know it's so rewarding um but I think the answer to the question is that there, there is elements like obviously like I don't have any children and this is like a bit of a personal thing I I really want children and I, yeah. I can't wait to have kids but I think you know you've got to work hard to be able to you know provide for your kids and 100%. things like that so you know I'm I'm not precious to you know grafting and hustling a little bit and going in and teaching all over the UK to get those extra pennies in between the jobs I think you've just got to work um incredibly hard and if, if that's if, if the theatre industry and the arts is exactly what you want to do, then you should do it and just do whatever it takes. Yes, I agree. Very well said. Um, <laughs> so you are a man of many talents, as we've discovered, as I already knew, and you have worked in both... Don't give me blush, Banani. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. You've worked both on stage and on screen. So... Talk a little bit about the differences. Do you have a preference? Yeah, I I love the telly and the film world. Like that's just like who doesn't love having your own trailer and going on to oh, set and looked after. It's so different to theatre, though, isn't it? Like I think with theatre, you rehearse, 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 rehearse for months on end, then it cracks on and you're performing. Where with the TV and the film world, like obviously depending on what style of film or TV you're doing, a lot of it's quite. Um, quite hot on the like on the moment and like quite natural and mm. and whatever you know taken from the director and the the other ad's like it's kind of like dare i say it i'm gonna say it a little bit organic <laughs> like yeah, you know what I mean? yeah like, it is it is and and i love that and I, what i love about tv and film is it's there forever and i think that's very yeah. special is with theater like it's in the moment and that's what makes it so beautiful is that you know you'll never get that moment again but with film and telly, if you capture something that is, you know, a really great story and really great emotions, you know, that, that moment's there forever. And I think that's great. But it's long, you know, you, you're a Disney star finale. So like, if you, you, you understand, like, it you're takes, making me blush. <laughs> just takes, you know, so long. You can do one scene for like, uh, you know, like seven hours, eight hours to do like yeah. 30 seconds. So it's, you know, it's, it's long hours and that can be, I don't say tedious because obviously it's great but it can be long and you have to have a lot of like focus and patience don't you yeah they both I think they both require those kind of skills but in a different way and it's so true weirdly I I was chatting to someone actually on a film oh, wow. we were in rehearsals and we were talking about this and she was saying that um she gets way more nervous to do things on camera she just feels like like when they say action that the pressure's there and everything. But weirdly, I, because like you say, it's so slow and sometimes you've said one word or you've done 
three steps and then it's cut and you go back and like you could be on set with the biggest star in the world and I just for some reason I don't I get a buzz but I don't feel the nerves and the whereas when the it could be an audience of of 50 people but yeah when the curtain's down and you hear the music start I'm like it's a good it's a good yeah, nerves but I it's I get buzz, that man. that buzz yeah but then I also feel like you get a bit of a buzz like you say the film and the tv and the recording it is there forever and when you watch it back after or you see it and you kind of receive that that's when you get the buzz isn't it whereas on stage it's like the immediate the immediate reaction the film and tv world as well is like you have to put a lot of trust into the creatives because you can't see what's captured and you know what you might think is uh too little or too much might not be at all on the camera exactly yeah yeah so that's something that's really interesting yeah um, a horror film which i'm really proud of <laughs> called yeah, Ginger. Nice. and it was when i was 21 i flew to budapest and we filmed it in a, a closed it's, it's not there anymore at all but it's um an old theme park mm. and i had to work with animatronics like you know like the old uh, uh ghostbusters style like all these like fake monsters and that was interesting because i wasn't i wasn't acting to actors i was acting to you know pretend monsters and mm. um, that's where you've got to really trust in the creatives of that you're you know portraying something that that they want really yeah. so yeah have loads of blood and, and run around a theme park screaming so that was quite cool <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bit of me love theme parks love horror movies <laughs> But let's talk then a bit about career highlights. Give us some of your best moments. Was there a moment where you felt like fulfilled and you were like, yes, this is it? Um, maybe there wasn't, but what have you enjoyed the most or what do you enjoy the most? I just love people. Like I love making like memories, experiences and like just creating and getting kind of wrapped up in it. Um, yeah. Oh, I just loved it all. I mean, it's so tough, like being a kid and working with Michelle Pfeiffer for like pinch me moment. And then like did Mamma Mia the World Tour, going to like Asia. I've lived a year of my life in South Korea. So like immersed in that culture is just like being able to say that you've been paid to go and live in a place like South Korea when you're yeah. from Blackpool. Like, it's just crazy. So, yeah. You know, I, I think it's more like the memories and the, and the experience and just not not really thinking it thinking about it as like an end goal like i think just just jumping on the bus and just going around and just enjoy every every contract and every moment I sound like i'm doing one of the lines from mad hatter now <laughs> <laughs> but like it really it really is just about like after i did mamma mia i went to la and did an acting course and i wanted to just learn more about the tv film world and i think mm -hmm. that's important it's, it's just never stopped learning and like yeah. yeah but I mean it's so hard as well because like we, we got to the Olivier's with Dreamgirls and you know the opening night at the Savoy like there's all these moments that are just like tell your grandkids moments but you'll never be able to actually explain what actually happened so, yeah and yeah. it's it's so true like it's about the journey not about the destination isn't it because yeah. we've all got big goals and there's probably one thing that maybe you've not done yet that you want to do so badly but if you I want to work with Nicole Kidman really bad there we go put it out there <laughs> Nicole Kidman if you're listening which is definitely not um but like but that's what I mean if you focused all your energy on that and didn't even appreciate the amazing things that had happened along the way then what's the point you know 
Yeah. That's it. And also, I think it's so important not to be so tough on yourself as well. Like, that a lot of people, like, they set themselves goals, which goals and bucket lists are amazing to do. But you you might do something that was never on your bucket list and go, actually, that was so perfect for me. I don't, I don't, I think too much pressure on yourself can, can be quite damaging. I agree. So then on the back of that, not to turn it negatively, but with highs, there is always some lows. And yeah. has there been any moments where you've really struggled that something that's been really hard that set you back that I'm sure you've come and bounced back from? Um, but yeah, has there been any moments that have been really tough or things that you constantly find tough because it is a tough industry? Yeah, for sure. There's, you know, with all the pros, there's always cons. And I think the biggest one for me is like when you're, you know, doing such like tough choreography and I'm working on high intense dance shows, injuries come and they just like put you on a setback. And with Dream Girls, we went into our, um, kind of final 12 weeks of performing and in one night only my calf popped on stage I literally heard and I was like oh, what's that turned around to see who it was and then and then yeah and then you know having to go off for like I think I was off for eight weeks that was really tough because mm-hmm. obviously in the showbiz world you have understudies you have somebody that's great ready in the wings waiting to take snap up your spot and that's their job it's not their fault it's just what they do you know that's what happens you know and then also i think it's really important to say as well like in every industry whether it's banking entertainment like you will always get bullies you will always get people that think they're better than you or Mm -hmm. think they're more important and i think that is just not not getting wrapped up in that. Like I try my very, very best to be as polite as possible and to be as kind. And obviously we all make mistakes, we're all human. Yeah. But I think as well in our industry, anyone that's coming out of colleges or coming out of theater schools, like the biggest thing that I would say is just be yourself. Yeah. Uh, don't apologize for being kind. And yeah, just, just be nice. Like kindness and being nice actually goes a long way and people remember that. And um and I, I do think in our in our industry there is you know there's so many beautiful people and there's so many nice people but you do come across you know the one or two persons that will try and you know you know get you down and and unfortunately that's just the world that we live in and I think don't rise to their level yeah be be nice and yeah. like obviously like we will like I said we all make mistakes and stuff but I think kindness is is the way forward period. I agree though and I think like in this industry it's so weird isn't it I literally just had this thought now as you were speaking with most other things you would go in for an interview and it would just be you and of course you know there are other people going for the job but you're not really distracted by them you're going in you're talking with the person that's going to hire you you go out you never see the other people we not all the time but say in a in a dance call Mm -hmm. go into this room you see everyone who's there and that's just such a strange thing in itself but it's the concept is crazy yeah it's It's mind-blowing it's bizarre and there's room for everybody and that's that isn't it yeah and also it's quite it's quite interesting like it blows my mind that like once you get a job for life (laughs) not like for life a job for life like you know like you're like i don't know if you work for a bank and you, you know you're going up the ladder 
that's great. And obviously, the more people you work with and, you know, you work hard and you do a good job, then people remember that. But even for, like, some of the biggest West End stars, and the, we have to then audition for a different company completely from scratch. Oh, and, yeah. like, that, it's mad. Like, we, we literally finish a job. You might have been in the biggest West End show or the biggest film, and then you finish that, and then you're just left to fend for yourself and be like, 100%. what's next? Yeah. And yeah. so that's, it's also like just making sure you can manage your blues okay. Cause you know, when you finish a show, everyone gets not depressed. But we're all like, oh no, it's finished. Yeah. And what's like, next? Yeah. Next, yeah. It's scary. So, but that's, I think one of the, I'll, I'll wrap this up now because we want to be positive, but it, yeah. it's, it is looking at the positives. And I think the pandemic, well, it's taught me and I think everybody, that like you should work hard and look towards what is next and work towards your goals but just focus on the now and for example say you're in a show for a year or you're on set for three months enjoy yeah. that and mm -hmm. you know what's meant to be will be afterwards because otherwise yeah. you just it's this constant anxiety isn't it yeah I, I, I don't think that's negative at all though I think it's like you know just enjoy that moment and then you know the next thing is going to come anyway and make sure you know that you do all those things like go out with your family go out with your friends do your yoga classes do your rugby whatever makes you happy yeah because that, that stuff's equally as important yeah exactly and that's life um okay so on a light note something totally <laughs> random what is one thing that people might not know about you or the average person might not know about you oh wow what do people not know about me It's a hard one. Yeah, that is a really difficult one, Fernando. Da, 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 da. So it's funny because obviously we've all got our social medias now, haven't we? So like if you go onto my Instagram, it's quite apparent that I love a water park and I love a holiday <laughs> and I love going to a theme park. Like I literally am like a five-year-old inside. So when I'm not teaching or choreographing or acting, uh, I'm normally just trying to plan an adventure. Like I even love walking. Um, I went up a waterfall actually, which I absolutely pooped myself because it was like the only way to get round this walk. Yeah. And it was amazing, but it was so scary. Like I just, I love adventure. And I think, I think maybe that's why I like the industry so much is that it's so unpredictable. But yeah. yeah, for me, I'm not working. Like I'm on the phone to all my best friends going like, where can we go? What can we do? Uh, you know, I'm just about to have a big birthday and I plan a beef there. And yeah, so like, I just, I'm always, always on the make, my mum used to say when I was a kid. Okay, yeah, yeah, interesting. And that kind of ties in with the next question a bit. I was going to ask, um, what would, what does a typical day in your life look like? If you're not, let's say if you're not working a day off, what would you be doing? Where would we find you? Oh, so a day off for me is all about like the people that I love. I love, I love my pals. Like I'm fiercely loyal. Um, so like I literally, I wake up, uh, being brought up in a B and B. Love yeah. my breakfast: sausage, scrambled egg, poached eggs, beans. Sorting me right out. I've actually yeah. just moved to a new apartment with a lovely terrace. So I like to spend a bit of time on the terrace, which is always good. Nice. Um, I love watching like Netflix dramas. So my tie in a little bit of that, go to the gym, do a little bit of that. Um, and then, yeah, and then just being out and about, whether it be, whether it be planning a trip to see a new film at the cinema or a, a little bit of a hike, 
or a water park. <laughs> Wrapping up the day, my favourite time of day is like the sunset, and there's this place in Blackpool called the Beach House, which is like your, I mean, Big you up. know it. Yeah, Beach House, it's incredible. And like the sunset there, you could be, you could be anywhere. You could be in Dubai, you could be in Spain, but you're in Blackpool, and it's just great. And I love, you know, having a cocktail there with, you know, my pals and just, just enjoying enjoying the music and the time i think that's that's what life's about isn't it work hard and and play a bit (laughs) play hard yeah love that no it's so true i love that after i always say you know on holiday the best time is that afternoon sun when you're still by the pool you kind of might get ready for dinner in like an hour yeah it's still sunny and hot but it's like it's cooling down a bit it's so it's so nice that's my favorite time of day it's mine too. I love it. And it's also the time where like if you are doing like obviously not theatre because it's half an evening, but if you're doing like rehearsals or you're you've got a busy day, it's like the calm after the storm, isn't it? Yes. Yes. I love this time of year and the late evenings. The fact that it's still light at almost ten o'clock is like, oh, it's a saviour for me. That's what's getting me through. <laughs> me too. Love it. Right. So we're gonna wrap up shortly. Uh what is next for you? Have you got anything exciting, any projects you're working on, anything secret, anything in the pipeline or any goals? You might not want to share them. We know you want to um, work with Nicole Kidman. That could <laughs> so, be yeah. coming soon, you never know. Oh, fingers crossed. I mean, if I win the lottery, I'm going to produce a movie and, and uh, hopefully play a son. Although I, I think she's old enough to play my mum, but theatrical license. Um, yes. Have you watched, um, sorry to interrupt you, what's it called? Big no, Now TV with um, Hugh Grant. Oh my gosh, The Undoing. The Undoing, The Undoing, yeah, with Nicole Kidman and I Hugh Grant. I was obsessed, like, literally, when it was coming on. Did they put, release one every week or did they put, I think it was every I week. I binged it, I'm not sure. When I watched it, they were all there, but it was... Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I had an audition in London and literally I went home because it was, I've got, actually got a hotel room. I ran home. From my audition so I could watch it. No way. <laughs> I love it. It was yeah, so no, good. I think it's, oh, she's just great. And he was fab in it as well. Like I think Hugh Grant for me, like he's always like a classic British actor, but he always kind of plays that gentleman. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. He, did. he had that little, like that little streak of craziness. And I was like, whoa, I wouldn't mess with that character. He did. But in a weird way, like you say, I kind of couldn't hate him. Yeah. I still yeah. was like, oh. It's just so charming, isn't it? Do you know what? Actually, really interesting um, story. I went to Namco in London, which is like the bowling arcade place. This is okay. me again. On my day off, going to the arcade and the bowling with my oh, There house. you go. And I looked over and there was pictures of Hugh Grant everywhere in this like little bar area. And I was like, what's going on over there? Anyway, I, w- I walked over and... Um, Oh gosh, the name just gone out of my head now. How's that? How's that happened? Who's the other one? British legend actor. There's in Bridget Jones, you've got Hugh Grant and you've got Colin Firth. Colin Firth yeah, yeah, is yeah. having a birthday party over in this little area with Hugh Grant's pictures everywhere. So they must be really good friends. Wait, that so, is... but why did he have pictures of Hugh Grant everywhere? Just as like oh, a joke. I don't know. I don't, I must be an inside friendly joke. Maybe they just, I don't know, maybe they get mixed up with each other or. Maybe they're like bestest friends, but I just remember thinking that is something that I would do in my cars. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, that's really funny. But no, in the future, I've got, so we've got a couple more Alice dates coming up. The, the next one that's announced is the Lake District. We're going to the Theatre Royal in August. Nice. Buzzing for that. 
I'm just talking about creating a production show actually with a producer um, that's going to be uh, touring around the UK. So that's nothing being kind of concrete, but we're hoping to to get that solid for the summer, which will be fun to kind of create a really fun pop show. Awesome. Um, yeah, and then I'm just making some edits, which you've actually read my horror film. I'm making some edits on on the horror film that I've just written. So I'm hoping to try and pitch it to a couple of peoples in the near future. So let's see what happens. Yes, that's really exciting. So fingers crossed. I'm sure I have every faith. It's going to be amazing. Um, Okay, so before we wrap it up for good, I end every session with 10 quick fire questions. Oh. How are you you with quick fire? Do you like it? Yeah, why not? I mean, I'm a bit nervous, but let's go. No, 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 it's fine. Nothing bad. Um, So you've got to answer in maximum a sentence. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Are you ready? There's 10. Okay. Okay. Let's go. (laughs) Go. Favorite food? (sighs) Cheese. Anything with cheese on. Oh, that's my least favorite food. My nightmare. I love it. How? Um, Favorite song? Banker Boys. <laughs> I love okay. the Banker Boys. Okay. We like to party. <laughs> we like we like to party. <laughs> okay, summer or winter? Summer, every time. Yeah. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Buzz, 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 buzz. Okay. Ice or hot? I just threw hot. that extra one in there. Hot coffee. Hot. Okay. Um, where's your favourite place to be ever in the world? Probably Blue Marlin in Ibiza when the sun's setting. Okay, nice. Heart. Uh, what are you watching on TV at the moment? Holston on Netflix. Okay. Favourite colour? Yellow. Yellow, yellow, yellow. Yellow. Like the sunshine. Yes. Favourite musical? Oh, tough one. Predictable, but it's dream girls. Love it. Also my favourite, I think. Um, favourite song from a musical? Favourite song from a musical. So I don't know why it's my favourite song, but every time I get out of the shower or wherever I go and I'm in a good mood, I'm always singing Wonderful from Wicked. Wonderful. Okay. So it just makes me happy. So I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I love the Wicked soundtrack. Not a bad choice. Um, okay. And last but not least, what is a piece of advice or a quote that you live by that you would like to share with everyone? My biggest thing is show people the kindness that you would expect people to give you lovely okay that is the end of that thank you so much thank you so much for having me you're so welcome uh (laughs) before you leave where can people follow you or find you so i'm on instagram at at ashley luke lloyd and you can find my alice show on instagram at alice in wonderland on stage awesome okay thank you so much thank you so much for joining me everybody go and show ashley some love if you already follow him amazing maybe that's how he came here today if you don't go and follow him keep up with what he's doing thank you so much for coming you are a ray of sunshine good vibes to everybody out there good vibes (laughs) peace out everyone thank you so much for joining us on this episode don't forget to like subscribe leave us a review it is much much appreciated you can follow us for exclusive content on all social media platforms at bts with podcast 
and you can also find me on instagram at vinani moaz that's v-i-n-a-n-i-m-w-a-z thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next one